Cleanliness and orderliness in a weird way are a remedy for anxiety. Checking things off a list, making things go in their place. There's something about it that just feels good. And as an anxious person, it used to help me feel real good, but it also became addicting. I I was starting to become a high-maintenance person who would get upset when things weren't, weren't the way I wanted them to be, when the world didn't behave the way I wanted it to. And fuck that, dude. It, I, it, and I didn't even snap out of it on my own. It was because of my wife. She, I, I mean, I had to stop being that way. Otherwise, it was going to ruin our marriage. I had to stop giving a fuck about too many things. I was worried about everything being the right way all the time. And one day I realized I need to stop doing this bullshit. It was the best lesson I've ever forced myself to learn was to let things go. To stop giving a million fucks to a million different things and just give a few fucks to the really important things. It's been raining in LA for like a solid two months and all of a sudden everything's just this beautiful bright green. It's like I'm on a different planet. I know that the water is like nutritious for the grass but I want part of me wants to believe that it's like when it rains in our lives, you know, when the darkness comes in. Afterwards, if we can survive it, we come out bigger, better, and stronger. It's almost like the grass just survived a vicious drowning attempt by Mother Nature. And now it's just like chilling on the hill, standing all tall, confident, going, What, bitch? When two parents have a kid, I kind of like to think about it musically. Like if each parent is a music note, the kid is a combination of those two notes. It's a chord, but it's not set in stone because there's a lot of more evolution to go through. Like the kid can rebel, flip the chord, that you can meet significant people in its lives, and each one of those is like a different note added to their personality. You know, teachers, people in movies, friends, anybody. And as you get older and older and older and go through all these different experiences, uh, when you become an adult, it's almost like your personality is a symphony of all the different people and things that have affected you. I recently drew this demon woman. It's called, They're called succubus because they like take on the form of a beautiful woman. And then once they lure the man in, kind of like a witch, but a little bit more little different they just they do evil shit to you you know they drain you they kill you they eat you whatever it is that they do they need to harvest you for some sort of consumption and it freaked people out this drawing just made out of pencil freaked people out there were boobs involved but there was also like disembowelment so I think the combination of both of those things made people feel feelings they didn't want to feel. You know, I don't know how else to explain it because it did not test well. I took it down. I took it down. I, I haven't taken anything down. Maybe I'll bring it back. I don't know, but hey, it's interesting. Once technology has reached like every corner of the earth and we're communicating with all over the world, Translation services are going to be huge. And it's all going to be fucking robots doing it too, you know? 
people aren't going to learn like not everyone's going to learn english no everyone's just going to know their language and robots are going to be translating weird but cool so my mom was watching my daughter and I overheard her singing the most Armenian version of Itsy Bitsy Spider I could have ever imagined. At first Instagram was just a tool I used to market and advertise my drawings. But now after having connected with so many people across the world. It's become an incredible source of inspiration and in a lot of different ways. I see all the beauty, I see all the ugly. I mean, people don't post a lot of the ugly, but you still kind of get a feel for it sometimes. And it fills me with a lot of different kinds of emotions. Have you ever loved something so much that you just experience it? Whatever it is, an activity, a movie, a person, anything, it doesn't matter. You just overdo it to the point where it starts to fade. The emotions just aren't there anymore. I think we all have, and I think that's a big part of the human experience. And it's a, it's a really important lesson to learn. It's important to know that no matter how strong the feelings are, that they will fade. And everyone internalizes it in different ways. You get the person who gets everything that they ever want always and they don't appreciate any of it and there's no emotion because they're just bored of everything they can't find anything new and then there's a person who has nothing and every now and then when they get something they just obsess and they bury it into the ground that way either way there's no right or wrong it's just the nature of emotion and infatuation no matter how serial or stochastic or otherwise intellectualized music may be can always qualify as poetry as long as it is rooted in earth. I believe that from that earth emerges a musical poetry as long as spring succeeds winter and man is there to perceive it. Yeah, you know what my parents gave me? What they passed down genetically? Big hands, man. Big hands. I'm five foot seven. My hands are about the size of someone six feet tall. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, maybe if hand jobs were an Olympic sport. One of the worst feelings for me is forgetting someone's name for like the sixth time. I feel like such an asshole. I got to go around and ask other people. And I like this person. I swear. So you know the blowfish, the puffer? Apparently it releases a toxin when it's being attacked so that it like poisons the predator. But it doesn't work on dolphins, it just gets them high. <laughs> so they're literally puff puff passing. The puffer. Seeing certain colors makes us feel certain things. Hearing certain sounds make us feel certain things. People who are masters of both know how to make those feelings arise. There's a thread that connects the emotions, the colors, and the sounds. And it's probably all just vibrations. And we need to ask the masters of those arts, of those crafts, lots of questions. Because understanding this might unlock the key to something really cool. You can't trust yourself to have good ideas all the time. The same way you, you shouldn't ever trust a fart. 
You don't know. As confident as you are, you don't know. You want to know. You feel like you know, but you don't. Could be stinky. Just like the idea. Every now and then, though, you get a good one. That random, unexpected freshness. You're just like, well, not freshness, but you know, it doesn't stink. <laughs> but it's unplanned. It just is what it is. It's a, it's a combination of a lot of things coming together to create that beautiful moment. And as hard as you try to plan it, as hard as you try to feel it and know, you don't know. It just happens when it happens. My favorite thing about being alive right now with the internet and with how cheap equipment has gotten is that just about anybody can create and publish content on their own or with the help of one other person. But there's no producer, there's no company, there's no boss. You can just do what you want to do. And it's awesome. So many people have started their own podcast, their own YouTube channels, their own thing where they either talk about their creative process or they do their creative process. And it's so goddamn exp inspiring and humbling to see all this. It helps us all learn and grow from each other and see that we're all just people doing our thing, doing our best, and slowly finding our audience, no matter who you are. It feels like if you grind long enough, you will find your audience and you will be successful. This episode is brought to you by Demon Head, Untune the Sky. This song right here, pretty cool track. You can find my art on Instagram, Apricot Jams. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs>